Davo, Tom and Callum here for the podcast. So we do speak about hard launching in this podcast, but I want to talk about maybe this particular couple that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do it on air. So you want to delve into <laughs> the stuff that you couldn't talk about on air because they might be listening. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Sure. Um, <laughs> What's stopping them from listening to the podcast? But... I mean, nothing. It's a great <laughs> podcast. But okay, so basically there's these two people, a boy and a girl, and they are both like Instagram king and queen, like as in their profiles look absolutely schmick. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. They've got the, they're doing the reels, they're doing their pictures, selfie galore who has the time well these two definitely do so they've got together and they're a bit of an instagram power couple right okay they started with the soft launch now soft launch is generally where you allude that you might have a significant other yeah sure it might just be a story post or something with like a little bit vague yeah like with a shadow of a man in there or something like that Yeah. yeah so they did a little bit of that but then over the last two months it has gone ham sanger and they've gone hard launch and i'm talking Tonguey kissy photos. I'm talking. Oh, what tongue? Um, like tongues? Yeah, like oh. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker Jeez. style. Like right. they are posting some serious, like love of my life hashtag. Soft porn, more like well, it. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, they, the, you're the lewd police. <laughs> <laughs> this have, has to stop. They have absolutely declared their feelings and 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 told the world. And I mean, sixteen thousand followers. Wow. That okay. they wow. have. Wow. Okay. You know, it's a bold a move. And how long have they been together again? I reckon only a few months. Yeah, right? not that long. Yeah. So I bumped into one of them at a festival last week and he was like, look, me and old mate have just broken up. Wow. Oh, really? Already? So I'm feeling like secondhand like embarrassment or shame for them yeah. because now they have to go on their Instagram and remove all these photos yes. and just backtrack. And this guy, I think, has actually panicked because what he's done is deleted his account. For someone, <laughs> I guess if you're, if you're that is so, hitting the panic button to another level, you, isn't it? If you're so inclined to have a really presentable Instagram as well, though, that would really upset you. Yeah, that the idea of deleting a post is blasphemy, and those people. Yeah. Us, I think. So I'm thinking he's going to do a obviously a rebrand. So <laughs> Right. Maybe just do retags, edit all the descriptions, tag the next girlfriend in. Who cares if they have a different hair colour? Oh god. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing a rebrand. So I reckon he's gonna come back after a week and a half and just there'll be no trace of this other girl. Yeah. Untraceable man. Oh uh, well. Do the old like the new Google phone, how you can just airbrush people out. <laughs> yeah. It would just be his tongue out in the air. Yeah. Man man can't find a new girlfriend because it's special at the time on the Photoshop, downloading all of the features, <laughs> getting rid of her for good. There's so many bloody rules these days, isn't there? It's a jungle out there. It is. Um, it reminds me of that time um, one of my mates had the hard launch with a new girlfriend after two weeks, and we did speak about it ages ago yeah. on the show, and he did that hard launch and posted that new picture of the new girlfriend after two weeks of breaking up, and he was squeezing her ass, oh. <laughs> and, he was, and he was making out with her, and he only had one grid post because he got rid of all the other posts with his old girlfriend. First post up, Ask grab, tongue in mouth. I hate that. I can relate. Let's get into this podcast. You're listening to Davo, Tom and Callum, the podcast. Women are incredible. I mean, I don't need to explain why. We have many skills and yet another skill has been revealed. Okay. Women are able to smell if a man is single. I can smell you. Nice. Uh. <laughs> there weren't any exceptions. Tom had to play that. He's like, I will be playing this. You right. can't change my mind. 
So research has shown that single males tend to have higher testosterone levels than men in relationships due to obviously sexual competition mm-hmm. when you're single. Okay. So it's also been suggested that testosterone contributes to BO, which uh, all of which means that single males have a stronger aroma than those who are spoken for. Right. Yeah, they forget to spray the aftershave on. Yeah. So I thought we could uh, put this to the test today, guys, and I thought I could have a bit of a whiff of you two and see, you know, get a bit of a vibe of what you smell like. You know, are you single? Are you taken? We don't know. Yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, so what, you're going to come sniff us in the studio. Yeah, right now. I'm going to come sniff you, Tom, and we can put my nose to the test. All, All right. right. Yeah. Come, come, All give right. us a sniff. Let's go have a look. <laughs> All right. Ooh, big Ooh. whiff there. Oh, Tom. It's a bit of a confusing scent because it's not that you smell of being a boyfriend, but you're giving bass notes of many girlfriends. <laughs> and I'm getting heart tones of an alternative op shop T-shirt which refused to be buttoned up. But I reckon overall the top note I'm getting is love rat. Yeah, love rat. Yeah, you know what? You're spot on the money there, Damo. Yeah, 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 it smells me. like rat. <laughs> That's what Callum took from that. Well, it's your turn, mate. I'm coming over and have a sniff of you. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> this guy is single. He smells of single. Base notes of Lynx Africa wafting from a musty teenage boy's room with heart notes <laughs> of burger rings and KFC chicken salt. And Actually, I'm getting, cinnamon toast crunch, the I'm, scent of polygamy. I'm getting... <laughs> I'm getting uh, top notes of vodka raspberries and borrowing money from your mum. So definitely single. Can't smell that. Yeah. <laughs> I could definitely smell it, mate. It's radiating we're over here. Incredible. I can even smell that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so we're heading over to West Lakes first. We've got Georgia on the line. Georgia, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you? Ooh, yeah, good, All right, thanks. Georgia, I'm going to come over there and have a whiff of you, all right? Okay, okay. Oh, Georgia. <laughs> I'm getting uh, base notes of being absolutely stunning. There's a lingering <laughs> scent of male players hanging around you. And it's not that you don't want to be a taken woman. I'm sensing that you're choosing the wrong blokes. You're definitely single. <laughs> Congratulations. Hell yeah. All right. Well, so far, you're three for three, Davo. (laughs) Let's see if you can make it four to four when we head over to Glenelg with Tyson. Tyson, good morning to you. You ready to get sniffed? I'm ready, mate. Let's go. All right. Get over here, Tyson. Wow. If you're not single, Tyson, you're definitely wanted. I think you're the type of bloke with all eyes on you on a night out. You're prime real estate, sir. You're definitely single. You're dead right there. You're hey. right. <laughs> hey. If you can, uh, if you can sling us George's number, that'd be right. Hey. Hey. Yeah, uh, stay on the line. We'll see what we can do, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head over to Clovelly Park. We've got Jimmy on the line. Jimmy, you ready to get sniffed? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go, Jimmy. Wow. I'm getting all top notes for this one, and it's a bit of a scent of vanilla and bars of soap. It's plain. You're definitely taken, and I'd even go as far as to say that you're bored. Oh, you know, it's been five years, you know, Long relationship, I think it's. I think it was going all right. <laughs> the scent says otherwise. Yeah. Jim, Jimmy, are you gonna? Are you... Don't, don't tell my missus. <laughs> she can smell you too. Jimmy, I reckon I'm gonna have to give Davo the ding for that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, alright, alright. I get older. The Dave O'Tama Callum podcast stays the same age. Now, Dave O, last year, we're going all the way back to 2022. It was mm-hmm. our final day on air here at Fresh. Yes. And we were all in the car together and uh, <laughs> we were talking to Callum and we were just chatting about his license. Yeah. And yeah. we asked, like, oh, how many hours have you got done now? And he goes, 40 hours. Mm. Got 40 mm. hours under my belt. Pretty good. It's only out of. About 85, I think. So, yeah. yeah, pretty well halfway. So, for anyone listening that doesn't know, Callum has had his L's for about seven years now, and he's been just slowly chipping away at it. And uh, <laughs> How many times have you renewed that, that L's? So, I make the grave mistake every time I renew it. You have the option of renewing six months or 12 months, and I always do six months to push myself because I feel like it's the motivation How's I need. How's that going? But that's the reason why I renewed it. Maybe eight times or something. Jesus. Mm. All right. So yesterday, me and Callum are leaving the office and uh, we ha- we ha- we're just chatting. And I'm like, oh, so how many hours are you up to now? Like uh, since the holidays? And he goes, oh, 40. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> Wasn't it 40 when we last spoke last year? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't do any driving over the holidays. And I was Why like, not? it sounds bad because you say last year, but really that was only a few weeks ago. But also you had two and a half weeks to yourself yeah. where you could have absolutely been hitting that road. And remember in the car last year, I did sort of do the calculations for you because you wanted to have your license by February. Yeah. And I worked out that you had, what, it was about 45 minutes every single day that you had to drive. Sure, yeah. It was a scary thing to do the calculations because <laughs> in my head it's just whiz, bang, I'll do it. But as soon as you brought the numbers and figures and uh, you know, imaginary numbers and everything, it turned into yeah, a bit you, of a scare factor. You got quite upset. So Callum's finally gotten back into the driver's seat as of this morning. Wow. Yeah, so i I've uh, gotten in, I'm like walking across the road and I see this car hurling towards me. <laughs> it's uh it's Callum's car and I'm like, Oh, there's Callum, I'll wait up for him. Then Callum's I see this car. Yeah, then I see the L plate, so I'm like, Oh Jesus. Callum then tears into this park, like going at least thirty K still, like almost hits me. The bloke doesn't even indicate to hop in. And then he toots me. <laughs> Like, so, I, I don't think you're anywhere near ready to get your license when, when after I, that. When I was tearing it as well, you should have heard my mum. Obviously, you couldn't hear her, but she was like, you're going to hit Tom, you're going to hit Tom. And that was the motivation. I was like, I'm going to go even faster. Then I tore in, hit the horn. Yes, it was quite loud. I saw someone turn their head a bit scared. Yeah, like, the last time we spoke about your driving, you said your weak points are parking and you like to creep <laughs> over the speed out. limit a little. Which you said, Mate. those are the essentials of driving as if those are the fault points. South Australia is better off with you not on the road, (laughs) mate. I can tell you that much. (laughs) You're listening to Dave Tom and Callum, the podcast. Some people carry some really, really strange things in their wallet, in particular cards that may have expired or subscription packages. Old receipts. Yeah, exactly. Just all weird things. Now, I was at a mate's barbecue a few weeks ago and he invited a few of his family members around and there are a few friends there and stuff. And it gets in the discussion that his uncle is going to be coming to the barbecue. And there's discussion about the uncle that he's a bit odd, a bit of a road okay. character, a bit <laughs> strange. Oh, yeah. So I'm Classic getting, uncle behaviour. I'm getting quite excited <laughs> that I've got, you know, this stereotypically weird uncle coming to this barbecue of my mates. I yeah. trust you to get excited by something like but that. But also things like that are, in theory sound great, but when you're really locked into a conversation about... Yeah. Once they get there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a different ballpark for sure. So uncle shows up, right, comes in. And we're talking and we're having a conversation, just a group of us, uh, with my mate's dad and a few of the family members. And it gets on the chat about fines. 
And the uncle turns around and he's like, I can't get fines. Mm. Like, okay. What What do you mean? It's like, I can't get fines. Any fine I can't get, I'm exempt from fines. Oh, interesting. Would love to know how he's done this. Yeah, so, <laughs> so would I. Please. So we're, we're prying with questions. Everyone's looking at, him, looking at this uncle like, this is it. And you're giving me the eyes like, hey, this is what you're in for. This is the peak. Yeah. So he said, you know, I'm exempt from all these fines. And then we say, what, what kind of fines? Look, all of them. Jeez. So cocky, so cocky. He says all fines. It's like parking fines, speeding fines. I'm yeah, exempt right. from all of them. How? How? Yeah, yeah. So we're like... The government are probably <laughs> listening right now. <laughs> about to take like, you out, What's Callum? your secret, mate? How do you get... How are you exempt from all these fines? And he says, I'll show you. And he pulls out from his wallet this card, hands it around the group of us and says, see, I told you. I thought it was going to be a what? joke, like a get-out-of-jail-free Monopoly card that he just carries around I thought as it was a piss be a, take. I thought it was going to be a fake licence that is, you know, someone else's name and details on <laughs> it. <laughs> Something <laughs> very illegal that we may have to report. So what, he's got? He's actually got a proper card that exempts him from nah, that. So on the card, we all pass it around, have a look at it, and on the card it says... You have now bought the twelve the twelve step program oh, subscription no. on the ebook on how to get out of any fine you want. <laughs> Congratulations, you now have the power and knowledge. So we look at it and we're like, right, so it's not the actual card itself. It's Just, the knowledge from the book that yeah. you bought, which sounds like a scam. And then we prime we're like, so you've been scammed, right? So did he tell you any of the steps, the twelve steps? Did he, he didn't give tell, any away? He didn't tell any of the twelve steps. We did prime, we said like, surely you've been scammed. He's like, I have not been scammed. <laughs> I've not been scammed and loses it. And we're like, so what's in the. Travel in time to the future and this is actually you. (laughs) Scary realization. I love the idea that he's got this card in his wallet and basically he's going to have to whip that out to tell someone that he's exempt from a fine rather than just using the skills. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is he just driving around with like shooting a shotgun out the window or something (laughs) saying, like, I'm exempt from fines. I can get away with anything. I know all the 12 steps. (laughs) So this card is useless. Yeah, so we're like, it's the knowledge from the book. So we ask, what's in this book and he says you know just uh arms flailing around repeating the same sentence over and scrambling. over scrambling pretty much being like well it's just pretty much like it's in the constitution and it's just you know judges shouldn't be able to give me a fine because it's not their right and blah 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 yeah. like constitution this isn't america yeah. what is this book and then and then to top it off when he leaves uh, we're all talking about it and we tell my mate's mum and then she says, well, that explains the bumper sticker on his car because he rolled into the barbecue with this bright yellow bumper sticker saying, I'm exempt from all fines oh, no. oh. and an advertisement <laughs> for the ebook." Oh, no. He he has been scammed completely. Yeah, he's big time. Sa- he spent his life savings hoping he'll never get fined again. What a useless <laughs> thing to spend money on. If that's on. not one way to draw attention to yourself as well, yeah. a big bumper sticker, <laughs> bright yellow, I'm exempt from all fines. Well, if you're a cop, surely you see that, you're like, I'm definitely going to book this person because... Yeah. It's yeah, an outrage. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I guess that's a pretty useless card, and everyone's got, like... Everyone carries around a pretty useless card, right? Yeah, I mean, I bought my mum a blouse from Miller's Fashion Club back in the day, and they sign you up for their loyalty program. I've still got that card. Yeah, yeah. Right. I bought that blouse about six years ago. I know Callum still has an intensity card from yes. like six months ago with like three dollars on. I it. mean, but he's, that's not useless. He'll be there every week. I love intensity. <laughs> Plenty of people carry around useless cards. You know, usually you put them behind cards you use and you forget they're even yep. there, and that Absolutely. happens all the time. And plenty of people 
texting in at the moment. It's going off. Someone said, lol, I just looked. I've still got two Sydney Metro cards from a holiday five years ago. Mm. Yeah, that, I'm, a, I'm shocking with that. I yeah. had a few of the <laughs> Melbourne ones for ages. I reckon I've still got my student Adelaide Metro card at home somewhere. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just laying around. I remember there was a time me and Tom kept our school IDs in our wallet for ages. Yeah. So we'd have a year yeah. seven ID for whatever reason, <laughs> just to show people how young we look. Yeah. Uh, speaking of travel as well, we got I, I have a room key for my trip to Bali in 2019. Yep. <laughs> That'll do it. Someone says here, a library card may just have the urge to read a book one day. Well, you know what they say. Nice. Bit of Arthur for you. <laughs> oh, we got a text here from Lulu saying my gym membership card is pretty useless given the amount of times I use it. <laughs> Oh, I can relate, babe. This person says, My wallet isn't too bad now, but I have a hell of a lot of keys and I have no idea what 90% of them fit. Yes. Yeah, that's a you classic get a bit one, mixed isn't up. it? Also, a drink card here for a club that's shut down, hoping they'll reopen. That's <laughs> wishful thinking, I reckon. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Just for wishful. one drink. Hey, let's head over to South Plimpton. We've got Sasha on the line. Sasha, good morning to you. What's your useless card? Hi, guys. Um, yeah, I've got a um, Euro Disney hotel room card. Right. Oh, okay. oh, did you? About 30, 30 years ago. 30 years 30? ago? Jeez, so it's a that's vintage. vintage. <laughs> Do you keep um, it as a souvenir or what's the go? Do you well, have to go back as, sometime? Well, I kept, I kept it as a souvenir and then I think my kids found it and then all of a sudden I'm like, this is in my wallet. What's what's going on here? Did your so, kids? yeah, and I'm just walking around with that. Did your kids think they were going to Disneyland when they found it? <laughs> Yeah, they, they got pretty excited when they saw it. <laughs> hey, but when you do take a hotel room key, they ju- they usually charge you. Did you get charged for that? I don't know. You, 30 uh, years ago, they probably didn't even think about you're it. still getting charged <laughs> yeah. every month. <laughs> 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 uh, can't go back to Disneyland. Cancel our subscription. Oh, podcast, my podcast. Oh, podcast, my podcast. Oh, podcast, my podcast. Dave O'Tom and Callum, the podcast. Adelaide, I've been warning you for ages, but it's finally happening. The animals are rising up. Oh, no. Now, yes, Not again. <laughs> it happens every week on this show. We announce that the animals are rising up. Every day on this show. No. Sometimes multiple times. We had no. two-foot rats yesterday. So well, what's this is the it. animal now? Yeah, so yesterday we spoke about those UK two-foot rats that are taking over households, right? Yeah. Then overnight, you might have seen in the news that there were hundreds of sharks spotted during a feeding frenzy off of Kangaroo Island. Have you yeah, seen the pictures of I that? I have. Yeah. It's insane. Terrifying. Literally hundreds of bronze whaler sharks and a couple yeah. of great wipes all hanging around there. But now, in latest news... There's more. Mm. Oh, are you kidding me? A t- in a tiny island just off of Tasmania, it's been taken over by mutant tiger snakes. Oof. What? Mut- mutants? Yeah. Like, is there a power plant there? Are no, they, no, no. How are they getting these mutations? These snakes are said to be growing twice the size of any other mainland snakes. God. Oh, On Jesus. our turf as well? Now, in Australia? I have seen the, a picture of these snakes, and let me tell you, they are thick. Chunky. Yeah. Like T H I double C. Max thick. girth on the snakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sweater. Snake. <laughs> so this island, Mount Chapel, is said to be home uh, to Australia's largest and most venomous tiger snakes, and they apparently hunt birds, and they've really made the island their Now they've own. got a hunger for humans. <laughs> well, <laughs> they are found all over the island, but they've got a two metre, 200 metre stretch of this scrub, and it's uh, basically named Snake Alley. Now... Oh. 
apparently they're everywhere. So local legends say that there's all these snakes. They have they've been forced to retreat with hundreds of snakes coming at them. Like how scary is this island? What and the these hell? snakes can reach up to. Like I said, they're thick, they're yeah. girthy. But not only that, they can reach two point four meters in length. Oh, 2.4 metres. Jeez, yeah. don't go down Snake Alley at night. Absolutely. Don't go down Snake Alley full stop. <laughs> That's what I'll be telling everyone. <laughs> tell your kids, tell your grandkids, never go there. You're listening to Dave O'Tom and Callum, the podcast. So this guy I know recently got into a relationship and the reason I know this is because it was all over his Instagram. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Now, this is what we like to call a hard launch. Now, if you're not sure what that is, basically an Instagram hard launch is when you're announcing to the world that you have a significant other. Yeah, just and widespread photos, so many of them, like yes. clogging up your feed. Yeah, story posts, yeah. you've got your, your grid post, which is very official when you've got the grid post. Well, I guess the grid post is more of a hard launch because it's there forever until you delete it. Yes. You know, the story's only going to last 24 hours. You've also got initials in the bio, mm-hmm. you can add your partner's yep. initials there. That's a yeah, bit of a hard launch. That's a bit of a hard launch. But before the hard launch um, on Instagram, we had things like MSN. So when you got someone on your significant other, you you, you got a boyfriend or girlfriend, you went on MSN and you put their name in your little MSN name with yeah. the love hearts. Yeah, okay. Or even like in MySpace days, you'd have your top eight friends. So you'd put your person that you're crushing on or whatever as number one so then people knew. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. We should bring that back and make things so much easier, right? But yeah. also, and Facebook, of course, the classic is a relationship status. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how you'd let people know you had someone in your life, right? Yeah, sure. But it got me thinking about even before then, like the equivalent back in the day, before technology. Well, how- like homing pigeons. Yeah. Yeah, like 1920s. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like how did you let people know that you were in a relationship? You I know, mean, were you going down Rundlemore, walking up and down, holding hands? Or- yeah, I guess like even in primary school or, somewhat, or something, like I guess the holding the hands is so significant. Yes. That's a massive one, of course, as well. you got things like skywriting, if you want to be extravagant. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a future one, right? Yeah, There's okay. also, I think little ones as well, like engraving the initials or a love heart with the two names in a piece of furniture. You can be oh, a yeah. skull and like do a that tree in a, somewhere. Like a yeah, tree, yeah, yeah. Tree, yeah. a desk, or those little locks you put on a bridge. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is wine back Wednesday, guys. So I'm sure there's people listening right now that had ways to tell people they were in a relationship. Yeah, but plenty of people getting around this on the text line, letting us know how they made it official. And it's actually really wholesome. Someone texted in, back in my day, we had those two pieces on your necklace that joined together, formed a love heart. So when you're hooked up with a girl, you put them together and you have a kiss. It's so romantic. Oh, hey, beautiful. That's nice. That is nice. Oh, sorry, Devo. We got this one here. I wear my new boyfriend's jumper in public, wrapped around my waist. It was the ultimate flex, letting everyone know we were together. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that is a way to do it. This one here is similar to the first one, saying that, you know, they had the break pendant, so you wore half of each necklace. And it says solid gold was basically an engagement ring. (laughs) Look out. This one's really nice. I started wearing my year eight boyfriend's chunky watch to school, which clearly wasn't mine. I felt so cool and I'd always get into trouble at school for wearing it. And so everyone knew it was all fun and
until he broke up with me and asked for it back. Well, that's the other part of all this. Once you've announced it, <laughs> yeah. you then need to do the backtrack yeah, if it doesn't work out. Do the return. I love all these ones where you're taking a bit of clothing or something or an accessory. Yeah. This one here says, word of mouth, you would ring your friends on the landline after they have asked you to be their boyfriend or girlfriend. Landline, wow. We've still got times. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in year eight, I grazed my knee when I fell running to art class when everyone asked me what I had done I told them I fell off my boyfriend's motorbike oh, right. he, didn't, he didn't own a motorbike and we broke up two years later I wonder if that was in like year three he definitely didn't own a motorbike here's <laughs> one here that's really going to warm our hearts guys it says I asked my now wife to be my girlfriend by writing the question in the sand at Glenelg Beach we've been married 27 years now must have have done something right yeah right do you reckon it was like straight up got a stick and wrote that in or finger like what's the what's the most romantic way to do that I was thinking that too it's a bit unflattering if she caught him just rubbing his finger in the sand there's a better way to do it like what are you doing making a sandcastle get out of the sand (laughs) oh David Tom and Callum podcast oh David Tom and Callum podcast I'll have what she's having David Tom and Callum the podcast so up in the Gold Coast they do this uh, magic million horse race so another animal segment has come to us on this show. We can't get enough of them, really. Yeah, it's just a good time. And who doesn't love uh, projecting human qualities on an animal? Yes, of course. I mean, it's exactly. a great way to <laughs> yeah. sort of consider it how it works. But basically, these horses, they, they go on the beach. There's a strip of Surface Paradise Beach, and there's 20 horses with their jockeys on them, and they run up and they win the race and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yesterday, two horses they decided it was time to get out of there. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! They've done a runner. Mm. They've done an absolute runner. Yeah, right. Now, okay. You see a lot of stuff in the Gold Coast, like heaps, but, <laughs> you know, you're not expecting to see a couple of rogue horses running up the Gold Coast Highway, and that's exactly what these two horses did. Yeah, right. They made it to the highway. Yeah. So they got Jeez. off the beach. They've looked at each other. They've gone, let's get out of here and yeah. run. 20 minutes went. They got up the highway, quite far up the highway as well, and uh, they ended up obviously getting into a one of those horse carrier things and off they yeah. went back to what, the What, like a paddy wagon? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> They've been arrested. Yeah. The horse cops came and got him. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's what I think, though. Like, what do you reckon? What was the... How did these two horses decide that they were going to make the run for it? You know, they were probably like, hey, look, we're in the Gold Coast. Yeah, but let's, they can Let's get on talk. the highway. Let's make it down. Well, I'm sure they've got some way of communicating. Let's, they're like, let's go check out surfers while we're here. Yeah, I wonder if they've seen any brochures on the Gold Coast. Let's go to Madame <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or a, a beach. Trying to get to movie world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a brochure like it flicked in the wind into onto the window of their paddy wagon. They're like, we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we'll get there one it. day, son. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Davo, Tom and Callum, the podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Wrong, 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 wrong. It's a total fabrication. You're wrong. That That's is not, not the correct, correct answer. Davo, Tom and Cullen presents You Gotta Get It Wrong on Fresh 92.7. Yes, you gotta get it wrong. 13 seconds to answer five questions incorrectly. Now, unfortunately right now, our phone lines are down. Our text lines still are up if you want to text in. But hey, we've got our producer Steph in today to cover you, Fresh fam. She's going to play 
play on your behalf. Yes. Now, now she thinks she's pretty good at this game behind the producers, mm. but it tells us every morning that our questions are too easy. So we're gonna we're gonna really amp them up this morning. I think. Yeah. yeah. Good morning, Steph. Welcome to the mic. Good morning. How are you? Very good. Oh, geez, she's really <laughs> she's put it on for us this morning. Look out! I'm my job's in um my job's in jeopardy over here. <laughs> all right, babe. We're gonna give you five questions. You ready? Yes. All good. What is something you order from McDonald's? Uh, burrito. Where is Sam Smith right now? France. What does Dracula drink? Uh, water. How long do you cook an egg? Two seconds. What does Boda stand for? I have no idea. Uh, top of our. <laughs> hey! hey! Nice, Steph. Killed her. She's redeemed you fresh, fam. She's got your back. Jeez, back on the winner's list. Steph, how does it feel? Oh, look, I was nervous knowing that all of Adelaide was watching, but I'm feeling good now, so... Yeah, especially after talking up the big game that you did off air. Mm-hmm. So, no. congratulations to you. We might have to get you back in for a redemption round sometime soon. We'll see. I mean, I can't <laughs> say no. <laughs>